Hey, what's up, Watermark friends and family in every zip code, wherever you're at? Welcome to another episode of New Here Too. Where we are all finding our place through questions and answers. Heck yeah, we are. So, this wonderful brainchild of yours, Kelsey, just to help other people feel at ease and that they belong. And that there's no dumb questions. No dumb questions at all. Gosh, thank you. that's such a fresh air. Like, yeah. um, I think we just disqualify ourselves, you know? Yeah. Like, we won't even open our mouths to ask the question. That's so sad. I think we constantly talk ourselves out of it. Right. Like, we have a question and we're like, no, I'm not going to answer or ask that. That's just not yeah. not a good topic, not a good question to ask. Right. And, and they are all good. They are. They are. And so we're trying to push back against those pressures and those judgments, even if they come from ourselves, uh, about, you know, a safe place to, to do questions. And we're doing our humbly best to share yes. answers and responses from personal experience and from scripture. So uh, what do we got to tackle on this episode? So we're going to do another listener question today, right. which we are so grateful for everybody who has sent something in and asked us a question. Uh, it's watermarkoc.com slash questions. If you guys have one, we'd love to hear it. Do it. And we'd love to talk about it. We're yep. going to dive into some pop culture My today. My secret fave. <laughs> Um, so this question came in and, and by the way, these are anonymous. Um, so if you have a question, feel free to ask and, um, we will not know who it is yep. unless you want to tell us and that's fine. We'll give you a little shout out, <laughs> but what are your thoughts on the Lil Nas X music video and shoe release? Yes. Woo. What are your thoughts? <laughs> so, you go first. <laughs> so if you haven't heard about one who Lil Nas X is, he is a, uh, Good pop. Good place to start rapper singer uh-huh. he had a huge hit um old town road that's right that, oh, my kids were singing it yeah i think everyone sang it for yeah. a long time um but he got into a little bit of a controversy mm-hmm. recently mm-hmm. with his new song and it's not about the song itself the right. song has nothing to do with the rest of the body of work related to the song it's okay. the music video that's yes. the issue right. and the shoe release that uh-huh. is yeah. the issue yeah um I haven't seen the music video. Good for you. I don't know if I would. it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but basically, this new song is called uh, Montero, Call Me By My Name. Yeah. And the music video and related shoe release is circled around the devil, uh-huh. basically. Yeah. So in the music video, he slides down a stripper pole. That's right. Into hell. Mm-hmm. And gives the devil a lap dance. That's right. And then kills the devil. Mm-hmm. by slitting his throat and then takes the crown and sits on the throne. Yeah, pretty aggressive. It's super aggressive. Yeah. And, again, has nothing to do with the song. Yeah. It's just, you know, his weird creative way right, of... Ex- brainchild, yeah. 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 So, along with that music video, he released some shoes. Mm-hmm. And the shoes are... Well, they made 666 of them mm-hmm. to sell. Mm-hmm. There is a Bible verse on the shoe. Yep, which I have I ready it, for us. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Is it out of Luke? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then, so weird, there is like a little clear pouch in the back of the shoe. Yeah, the air bubble. The air bubble mm-hmm. that has a little drop of blood. Allegedly, some real human allegedly. blood in it. Yeah. And allegedly, it all came from like a good, a good source, question mark. Like, I heard that it came from people who were willingly volunteering through an organization oh, to sure. donate. Got it, yeah. Um, it wasn't like... Any, anything nefarious about the collection of said blood. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Yeah. So, the, and also Nike has come out and said we had yeah, absolutely nothing official to do collab- this. Yeah, right. um, But it is a Nike shoe. Right. So, of course, this makes people 
freak out a little because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's, like you said, aggressive. Yeah. And it's a strange topic and mm-hmm. it's a strange um, way to depict your creative style, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a, obviously a lot of uproar mm-hmm. into different facets of this, but yeah. first question is why? Yeah. Just why? Mm-hmm. It's just so strange. Yeah. But a lot, a lot of the issue was, is this what we're letting our children watch? Okay, good. And, right. um, you know, the other thing is when he kills the devil in the music video and sits on the throne, is he saying that he's not a devil or is he saying that he himself conquered like his own demons, which has two very different implications. Sure. Um, should I listen to the song or more importantly, should I support him if I'm a Christian? Uh, is he doing this? For the exact purpose of what we're doing right now, which is talking about it. Right. Um, We know that us talking about it is going to make one of the listeners Google it and look it up. Right. And if you want to listen to it, great. Mm -hmm. Um, The song itself, like I said, has nothing to do with it. So it's like this weird tie of like separating the art from the artist. And am I still able to listen to this song even though I don't agree with like the music video and the shoelace that came along with it? Right. It's just interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just that so thankful that you kind of synthesized it into two or three questions. That, yeah. Because you, I, I did unfortunately watch the video and then see <laughs> one news video about the shoe just to get the gist. Yeah. Um, and I would recommend no one look it up and don't don't even I, I recommend don't even watch. I mean, especially not if you're if you're sensitive to these things. It's yeah. just not fruitful and, and the imagery is yeah so aggressive. Uh, I don't think there's any. You can take Kelsey and my word for it, and you can take her summary for it of yes, what's please. going on out there in the world. But yeah, probably I'd say guard yourself because it's just way aggressive. <laughs> um, but because you, you can go so many directions with this, yeah. and so you've got it down to two or three questions. It's really helpful. Yeah. The issue of our kids watching, uh, or any people really. Yeah. Anybody. Um, yeah. Just the type of media we consume. That's a worthwhile conversation. Um, conquer, the idea of conquering our own demons is that a symbolism of the of the of the uh, video? I don't know. I can't even go down that road because I can't, and again I'm not <laughs> little Nas X, so I can't read his mind or know what his life is or what his personal story is, and I didn't take the time to research that either. So I don't know. Um, but then the next one is is also really interesting. What does Christian support look like? Yeah. And so those are the two I think um, million dollar questions related to this cultural moment. What the issue of our the, our media kid our kids and media that they consume number one number two what does Christian support look like? I'll add a third, which is um, he's got a scripture on the ship. Yeah, it's, just it's kind of awesome. rude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's just um, it's a, he joins a long line of uh, pop culture icons co-opting scripture for their purposes. Yeah, they're miscellaneous. Um, good, bad, or otherwise purposes. Just, it's like, yeah, I, I mean, we're reading classic literature right now. Um, what's the book? Um, Anne of Green Gables. I think okay. I might have mentioned that before, even on our show. But uh, classic. And this this gal, I can't remember her name. She's famous. It was like an eight catalog set, this book. Every book without fail has scriptural references. And I'm, I just always think, oh, cool, maybe she's a Christian lady. Maybe yeah. it's just really cute to quote it. Yeah. It's the same thing we look at, like, um, music from every genre in the last 50 years someone has used or, or movies some of our favorite yeah. movies like um, you know uh, I could go on and on with examples but bottom line is culture will always co-op the Bible mm-hmm. there's just too much imagery and symbolism yeah. uh, there's just too much opportunity to make it their own and hijack it and 
and make it a, make it their own meaning too, which of course is dangerous because uh, this passage. Let's just start with this passage, and then we'll see if we can tackle the other two questions. Uh, is is taken from a wonderful context that I recently preached on. So it's Luke ten eighteen. Yeah, Luke ten eighteen is printed on the shoe, and it says Luke ten eighteen reads. Uh, yes, he, that is Jesus, told them, them being the disciples, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Quote, end quote. And so, like, you've kind of nailed it. Like, there's this, the video depicts him taking, I think it's him taking Satan's throne. Yeah. That's what I see. He's like, I'm the new guy, the, ru the ruler of hell. I don't know. Um, so that must be what it means to him, yeah. right? Is that I saw Satan fall like lightning. Uh, and I was the guy that took him out, but then became him. Eh, we're already confused. We're immediately, 30, immediately, 15 seconds into the statement, confusing yeah. scripture, confusing symbolism, whatever. But I, I rather just briefly talk about the context of this passage, which Riley and I preached on. You can go back on the same uh, library of episodes and find when Riley and I preached together on, uh, I don't know, Whole House Discipleship or something we called it. But this context of Luke 10 is Jesus giving instructions to the disciples, uh, a group of 70 disciples. And it starts with like, you know, go out to these towns I'm about to visit mm -hmm. and go to them two by two mm -hmm. and don't take anything with you and uh, stay at their home, accept their hospitality, um, heal people, cast out demons and proclaim the good news of the kingdom. Yeah. Like those are his instructions. And he's like, beware because I'm sending you out a sheep among wolves. Uh, people will try to take you out. Uh, stay focused. Don't take anything with you. That's this whole thing about yeah. why he gives instructions about what he should take with them. And then they come back and report everything that happened. And God, we, we saw demons cast out in your name. Uh, we saw people healed. Uh, the good news went forward. And then, and then enter the context. This is the chapter. I mean, this is what he's quoting. Yes. Discipleship? Uh, the instructions of missionaries? Is that what we're supposed to take from little Nas X? Awesome. Like, I'm almost like, that's my levity of this whole situation. Because okay. I didn't read any of the Twittersphere blowing up about yeah. what Christians... And I know there was a huge Christian subculture response. Yes. Did you read any of it? I didn't. Okay. I didn't want to cloud my okay, own nice. vision yeah. and judgment on right. it because right. I was so taken aback by it in the first place. Yeah. I did not go down that yeah. hole. I didn't even know what was happening. A buddy texted me and said, I just think it's hilarious, the Christian subculture response. And uh, didn't, I didn't even have the time to look into that. But I imagine it went something like this. We are going to do a CD burning yes. uh, parade, and we're going to do a march, and we're going to organize the religious right to boycott Lil Nas X. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, great. Why don't we just continue down the road that we've been on for the last four years as a Christian nationalist group, essentially, because that's what happens when the church decides to get into these social issues, and they just look foolish. Yeah. They look so idiotic. For taking the bait of fighting these battles that we should never be down the road of in the first place. Yes. Um, because they're giving, they are lending credit. They are lending attention. They probably are lending to record sales. Like, we did yeah. that. So one of my favorite guys, and I've quoted before, Mike Geary, um, will talk, and other people I think elsewhere have said this, but, like, congratulations, Christian Church. You fought the culture wars back in the 80s with Reagan and his wife and the war on morality and the war on against these immoral things. Just like this. Just like this. Drugs, bad television, yeah. bad media, whatever, and we're going to take the fight to them with the religious right. And their assessment, like if we look back kind of now, is that we lost. So the church Christians fought the culture wars and we lost. Wow. And how are they defining the fact that we lost? Well, we have a statistic that's been the same since I was a youth pastor 10 years ago. And this is the way the stats read when they do church surveys of thousands of churches. Mm -hmm. This is what they find out. That 60%, 60% at least, that's conservatively, 60% of 18-year-olds leave the church when they graduate high school. 
They graduate high school. They move away from home. They're not under mom and dad's yeah. rule anymore, and they leave the church. Wow. And maybe about a third of that 60% comes back when they're trying to have kids and they're uh-huh. asking big God questions themselves. And that's encouraging. But that's a, that's the definition of we lost. Yeah. And that generation, when that began, like it was for millennials. So like the early end was of this was millennials uh-huh. who were their parents, but part of the generation that fought those culture wars. And so um, we picked those battles or we took the bait for those battles, I'll just say, and we fought them and then we lost. The whole generation just saw, wow, that's faith. Wow, that's Christianity. Yeah. That's the brand. I don't know if this is interesting enough for me. I don't know if this is worth fighting for me. I don't know if this is a biblical Jesus. And they left. They exited. And so um, how did I even start on that road? Uh, Yeah, children. (laughs) And taking the, oh, oh, the Christian response even of this, right, is that um, we have to decry the situation. We need to be on an uproar. We need to organize. And it's like, okay. Meanwhile, there's tens of thousands of people being trafficked every year, hundreds of thousands of human beings being, you know, sex trafficked and slave trafficked and there's uh you know three thousand verses um in scripture about money and giving to the poor and generosity and and, and, and there's half a dozen on homosexuality that's another reason this guy's in this young man is in the news is is he is he gay is he somewhere else in the lgbt spectrum maybe we don't know um yeah so that's another reason to boycott i'm sure okay you know Mm -hmm. meanwhile i see all this stuff serve the poor give to the needy um Cast out demons, heal those who are sick, pray for people in need, love your enemies. Like this huge breadth of the things that we're supposed to fight for. And this, the Christians as a brand, as an, as an international church, continues unfortunately to take this bait and fight these battles that seems like we kind of lose. Yeah, and it's kind of driving me nuts because he's this artist is now doubling down and he made merch kind of like laughing at all of the Christians that came out and were like, you are doing something awful. And I don't know, I, I did not look into it fully, but I did see some photos that he posted of like t-shirts and stuff. And it's just like, that that right there is not, that's not what we're trying to accomplish. Right. That's not what we should be trying to fill our time with. Yeah, that's right. I think you're right. It's just not a productive, fruitful use of time. Yeah. And um, so there's, uh, to the question of kids, yeah, I'm just going to treat that really lightly too and say, hey, Every, it's the responsibility of every parent to be the quote-unquote gatekeeper um, of your kids. What that means, we take that from Scripture, that Jesus was the shepherd. Yeah. Right? And the way that they would have set up their sheep pen in the wilderness in the first century is they would have set up these briars or thorn bushes as like a makeshift pen to mm-hmm. keep them in. And then they would lay down as the gate. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says that in the Gospel of John. I am the, I am the shepherd and I am the sheep gate. I lay down and I make sure I'm, the only entry and exit is me, my body. Wow. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It it's powerful language, right? And so that's how we get this idea, this terminology of gatekeeper. It is the job of every adult for their own souls yeah. and then for every adult who's supervising a child to be the gatekeeper for their souls, for their minds, and for those they're responsible for. Yeah. To a point, and then those kids grow up, and then they should be able to do that on their own, by the way. Yeah. If we've, if we've been successful, they can do that on their own. What kind of junk and garbage do they let into their heart or souls yeah. or body? Um, We've done our best as much as we could to help them get ready for that. Yeah, and I think this is less about like 100% sheltering your kids from all media, mm-hmm. but just kind of. And look, I don't have children, but I am. I was a child. Yeah. <laughs> so I I get I get it, but um, it's not about sheltering them, and more about giving them the tools to be able to right. address it properly yeah. and to know. Okay, I probably shouldn't watch this because this is not something that I believe. Right. And. 
it doesn't mean that you have to run around and say Lil Nas X is not allowed in this household. Right. And it absolutely you can do that. Mm -hmm. But it's just about preparing them for when then they do grow up and they are on their own that they can make those types of smart decisions right. and then be like, you know, I'm not going to participate in this type of uproar mm -hmm. because it's not productive. And just because it's something against what I believe doesn't mean that I need to, you know, put it all out there for everybody to see. Right. But personally, I'm not going to put up with this. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And it's such a balancing act, Kels, because as a parent, you're like, what, what, a, where, what line do I have this between responsible for them and empower them to make the right decision. That's the balance. That's the tension to manage. It's yeah. like I can trust them to figure it out versus I must, you know, say a hard no or a hard protection to that. And I think we've just seen it to, to pick on the one side of, of over sheltering. We've seen it like happen, you know, over and over and over again. The kid who was not allowed, to, I'll just pick on a really light topic. Like the kid who was not allowed to drink soda. Right. Right. Yeah. And what do these kids do? They're Amish or they're Baptist or whatever they are. Yeah. Like they go buck wild when they graduate. I know. Like I'm not only soda, it's going to be beer and it's going to be all that stuff. Like, um, you know, so do we do them a disservice if we have to take a, such a hard line, oversimplified approach? And do we need to mix in some nuance there around like, hey, you you got to take responsibility for your own temple, your own body, yes. your own soul, your own heart. Like, um, it's got to be a mix of both. There's a there's a line where they have no idea. Like my six year old does not have any idea about how to protect himself. You yeah. Know? Like he, he you know, but he's on the cusp of starting to get some responsibility. So I think that's the thing about kids. I'll, I'll end with this in terms of what scripture says. And you can find this from Matthew 7. I, I literally just preached on this. Um, if you want to go back in the library, listeners, uh, for uh, I, can relate, I Can Relate Week 2, the teaching series we're in right now, Week 2, um, is all about Matthew 7 and judgment. And so we mm -hmm. learned that the word judgment in Matthew 7 is a classic passage. Judge not, lest ye be judged. Yeah. This is the King James Version. Like Everyone <laughs> knows that passage, not even Christians, but you know that passage. It comes from Matthew 7, just so you know. And what I learned about that passage was the word judgment means krino. It's a Greek word, krino. Krino means to separate. It means to make a positive or negative verdict on something. A positive or a negative. So there's good yeah. krino, good judgment, and uh, bad krino, bad judgment. Uh, the, the, the bad judgment that Jesus say, says watch out for is judgment of people. And we condemn people and souls. He's like, no, 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 that's not your job. Right, we're not the judges. Yeah, we're not judges. We're not God. We don't know human souls. Yeah. We don't know the state of someone's heart. Yeah. Um, which was going to, by the way, full circle, pre prevent me from judging Lil Nas X. Yeah. But can I look at his stuff and his activity and his content and make a judgment? Yeah. There's the good crino. Right. It's defined as discernment. That we discern between stuff, but we don't discern between souls. Yeah. And so um, we have, a, we have uh, Jesus in Matthew 7 giving an empowerment to us to, to watch out, to beware, to, do, to use discernment of stuff and of things and content, um, but less so make judgments about human souls and, and people. And so... That's kind of the context of that passage. I think really fits into this as well. Yeah, I think that really does too. And by the way, the I can relate series has been really awesome okay. because I think everybody can relate, and it, yeah. like it draws in a good um, like mindset when you walk in of being like, okay, this is something that I can actually relate to, right. and um, I we really like it so far. Okay, I'm so glad. I think one more thing I just want to clarify on that where it's relevant to this is. We went. We I think the other thing the church did over the last four years is is go down this road of like. We're going to assign the sacred secular thing. That's where I think we also have a challenge where it's like only the Christian sanctioned um, stuff. As much as I'm saying you have to have discernment of stuff. Yeah. I think there's another, the other half of that is um, beware of creating 
um, ascribing too much religious value to stuff as well. And, and I think we're, that's where we've gone too far yeah. is that whole thing of sacred secular. Like, um, so instead of just banning Lil Nas X, we're like all non-Christian music banned, you know? Right. Yet some of it is, some of it is more, you know, Bible based than, than, a, than your, some average, yeah. you know, pop worship song that's on the radio right now. I mean, that's crazy. Some yeah. of those songs, some of that music can be used to lead someone to Jesus. That's quote unquote secular. And so I think we have to be really careful managing that tension as well, that we've labeled everything as if God is in this stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like something that's inanimate and intangible. Um, and of course he's in everything, but uh, I think that's another balancing act the church could do even better at is, is being careful not to over-spiritualize as well. Yeah, I can see that. Cool. Awesome. Well, great question. Thanks again to the listener um, for the pop culture freebie. That was fun. <laughs> and uh, again, you guys don't forget that website, watermarkoc.com slash questions. They come in anonymous to us. And then Kelsey and I try to prepare some personal thoughts and some scripture and start the dialogue. So yep. thanks guys. Thanks a lot.